the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Again, I think it's super important that you become a better investor, whether it's focusing in on what does retirement mean? I'm close to it. I'm in it. I'm 30 years away from it. How can I cut my taxes? Taxes are one of those things that... There's some surprising tax deductions, and there's some people that pay way too much in taxes, and there's some people that kind of ruin their lives by not paying their taxes. The IRS will never forgive you. Credit card companies might. Your cousin who you lend money to might. The IRS will never forgive you. Investing, I don't think it's that difficult, but it is for a lot of people. I would rather buy low than high because it gives me more upside. So when the markets are down, I'm happy. If I'm buying high, eh, I'm just hoping it continues to run. But if I buy low, I'm hoping for the recovery and a run, which is the way to think about things. Credit and debt. Credit and debt. Credit and debt, 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 debt. There's good debts, there's bad debts. Bad debt would be credit card debt that you don't pay. I love my credit cards. I've got Barclays Rival Plus. It gives me 2% on all my travel plus 10% back on any travel rebates. Um, 75 bucks a year after the first year is free. I've never made an interest payment on it. And my other one is my double cash city card. Those are the two cards that I use the most. I've got probably four other cards that I use maybe once a month um, and pay up just to keep them active and in good standing. I have a debit card. I only use it when I'm at that merchant who doesn't take credit cards. There's a gas company. I want to say it's Arco that only takes debit cards. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'll never come here again. 
So I'm one of those bitter consumers, not sure where, where you stand. But there's good debt, there's bad debt. Mortgage debt's good. Although I'll tell you, um, here's why you have an emergency fund, or here's why you put some money aside. I own a rental property. I own a couple of rental properties, and uh, got a call yesterday morning, and one of these rental properties is in an area of the nation that's freezing right now. Um, got an email while on the show yesterday that said, hey, the, the water heater's out, and within five minutes, and before the show was over, I had already authorized the work for a new water heater, because as a landlord, I, I think it's important to take care of tenants, especially when it's freezing and you don't have hot water. That's a bit of a problem. And then they start that relationship of like, he waited two or three days to get back to me. And then they become bad tenants. Bad tenants are bad for landlords. And I don't even want to say I'm the landlord. Just to be quite honest with you, my uh, management company does it for me. Um, but I authorize whatever they ask me to authorize. So a little termite damage here, a little termite damage there. Fix it. House looks a little dirty. Power wash it. Um... And I'm in that financial position that I can. But a water heater, almost $2,000. Ooh, glad I could have that cushion, you know. So maybe I don't eat out this weekend or next weekend and, like, I try to catch back up on that emergency fund. But the rents, you know, more than cover, you know, one of those a year. So I'm not stressed. Um, credit. I think credit's a great thing. I think credit in your 20s should be developed. And then it should be maintained in your 30s. Um, I think a lot of people over worry and stress about credit. Um, I get emails from people who are stressed out of their minds. I think there's a, we should check your credit score once a year, but you should also check your credit report once a year, um, if not more. So I use annualcreditreport.com, and there's three main bureaus that you can get a report for free once a year. So what you do is every four months you use a different bureau. For my credit score now, basically, if you have a bank or a banking app, most banks now throw your credit score in for free. So I use Credit Karma. I think they're pretty good as far as uh, information that you can look through while, you know, maybe at a bar, maybe having lunch. Uh, you can educate yourself about, hey, my average age credit seems to be my only negative mark. Maybe I won't close my older lines of credit, or maybe I won't open up three new lines of credit, um, or maybe your hard inquiries is your problem. You should have maybe zero to one per year. You have four per year, so maybe you can kind of catch yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, so credit's important. Debt's important. There's good debt, bad debt, like I mentioned. Saving. I save 2% on my credit cards automatically, and that 2% either goes towards holiday travel, vacation travel, business travel, or 2% goes cash back, and I put that straight into uh, an IRA or into you know a, a Roth or into a 401k. Uh, well, not a 401k, but for instance, Fidelity's got a plan where the, with their credit card, they'll throw the money into an account for you. Spending's super important. Um, well, saving, let's stay with savings for a second. Um, I need a new TV. I don't need a new TV. I want a new TV. And it's been probably about eight, nine years since I got a TV. And back then, I, I want to say high definition was like in the 720 range. Not, then I went to 1080. Then I went to 2000, 4000. And Super Bowl, you could go to Best Buy and get $500 off a $1,300 TV. That's not quite 50%, but 
but it's 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 still one of the best times of the year to buy a TV. Um, Super Bowl Black Friday. I'm good with those days where it's obnoxious. Totally good with it. When I say obnoxious, you know what I'm saying. Uh, super deal, super deal, super blowout deals. Um, what else? What else? What else? You're asking. So spending. I'm I'm all about the, you know, the coupons. I'm all about the t- uh, money off. Amazon's got a thing where with Prime, uh, if you get your paper towels on the 15th of the month, if you get your toilet paper on the 15th of the month, they'll give you five percent off the first order or the first item. You add a second item to a regular delivery, ten percent off off both of them. If you add a third, you're now looking at 15%. It's all like Atkins shakes, things that I use, you know, once a day, toilet paper, laundry detergent, things that I can figure out, you know, to put in my quote-unquote basket. And I'll take I'll take the discounts, and I don't have to, you know, clip coupons per se. So spending to me saves some money. It, it won't hurt you. Um, spending for me, I think the biggest mistake I made in my 20s and early 30s was... Well, in my 20s, it was restaurant. In my 20s and 30s, it was dating. I went to too many restaurants, and I went on too many vacations that I covered the cost of. I would have easily another three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 if I wasn't so generous with restaurants and, you know, vac- and vacationing. Um, love my home, you know, uh, at the in January and February of every new year, I look at you know how much money I put into my home, how much money I took out, not out of, but how much it cost me to maintain it, and I'm thrilled that I have an automatic savings plan there in you know building up equity. Um, I don't have a lot of flexibility to move wherever I want to, whenever I want to, but that's okay. Um, I like the tax deduction that a house gives me on my income. That's not bad when you can deduct the interest from your house payment from your income. Not too shabby. Anyhow, you got to get a big picture. And I'm Rob Black trying to help you with that big picture. And sometimes we're going to take bullet shots into things. That was a big picture talk. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'd love to hear from you. You can drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Get your kids to listen if they're not, because they're the people I can save. If you're 75 and your husband died and died with a lot of medical bills, there's not much I can do for you, depending on what sort of state you live in. Your best bet might be to declare bankruptcy. I know a 75-year-old woman who was in that exact scenario where the medical bills started to become too much. 
an attorney friend of the family said, you should get a divorce. So his debt dies with him and not with you. How do you feel about that? Mom and dad have been married for 50 years. And debt issues say someone should get a divorce. Um, got an email from someone the other day who is a young woman in her 20s, late 20s, and she wants to buy a house. And, you know, she was looking for advice. And, you know, she knows that she gets pretty good advice here. And uh, from looking at her, you know, her basic stare, I was like, you know, the one thing that I'm kind of worried about is you get a lot of commissions. And this is the end of a cycle. Uh, it's not the end of a cycle, but a business cycle looks a little tired at this point in time. Now, I don't know a lot of things like the type of work that she's in, if she could jump to another sales position, another sales business, another sales, if it's that kind of easy, or if she's in a situation that might get onerous quickly. And I, I told her, I said, you know, that's that's the big flag. And uh, I said, I'd love to talk to you more about it if, you know, you want to get together and you know tell me some things about you that are material, you know, like, were you a saver, were you, were you a spender, you know? What would happen if you did get laid off? How do you feel about, you know, potentially, you know, having roommates if it doesn't quite work out for you? And she was a little leery, and rightfully so. You know, a guy who's older than you says, hey, let's get together and you know, talk a little bit more detail about your situation. But see, that's, the, that's the rub. You have to give financial advice. You have to know people. And that's the flaw with radio, and that's the thing that drives me insane when I watch radio or television. People give financial advice. You know, when you hear Jim Cramer do buy, 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 sell, 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 buy, sell, hold, lightning round, he's going to give an opinion on, you know, 15 stocks in three minutes or whatever it is. That is so financially dangerous. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got people from the street that come on my show on Thursdays, and I would gladly say it to his face. I, I find that inappropriate. And through the years, he's become more appropriate. But with that said, I think, you know, what stinks with this young woman is, like, she's a little nervous. So she doesn't want to, you know, chat more, and I can't help her more. And thus, she's going to lose someone in a potential network that she could have had for 5, 10, 15 years, you know, that she could have gone to for financial advice like a big brother. Um, uh, so those are just some of the, you know, the basic concepts of how advice works and doesn't work or don't work at times. Um Let's get a phone call. We've got Ben and Hayward. Hey, good morning, Rob. Got a quick ben. question. I was wondering if you bought a used car with a credit card, does that have any type <laughs> of protection just in case, you know, the car turns out to be a limit? I don't know. It's a very good question. I would doubt it. Um, maybe if you get it through a dealer. But I would call your credit card company, whether it be an American Express or Yahoo or um MasterCard or Visa Signature. I know Visa Signature offers a lot more things that are, are positive, but thanks for the call. Um, for some reason, my guess is I doubt it. Whenever I do buy computers or, or notebooks, um, I do put it on a credit card because Amex will automatically double your warranty. So if you get an iPad and it breaks in the first year, you actually get us a whole second year to take it back. And with Amex, it's as simple as going to Apple, for instance, and then saying, okay, it's going to cost you $150 to repair. Take a picture, boom, Amex will credit you that 150 bucks. Um, but used cars, I've never heard of that. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I've never heard of that. Interesting, but again, if you're buying it from off the street, I doubt it. If you're buying it from a dealer, potentially, but I still doubt it. Um, 
unless there's a warranty involved. I don't, I don't know. So I'd call your credit card company uh, before you pull that one off. So, But a good question. I like the way you're thinking. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. So like I said, context is really, really important when giving getting advice from people you know or don't know. So in, you know, the 75-year-old woman who dropped me an email and basically ran into a lot of medical bills versus the under 30-year-old woman, um, you got to get to know a person really, really well. Like the, the woman who was over 75, 75, um, I said, you know, do you have a budget? Um, do you have a good idea of how much income is coming in specifically? And she did. Um, and it took a couple of emails back and forth for us to get there. And in the end, my advice to her is you should probably move out of state because you could probably save, you know, extra 10 to 20 percent. And uh, that's important. So she was she doesn't have enough money to have any savings. Uh, so her savings were 40 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, which is OK for someone who's 75 and doesn't have a classic job, but is earning income from Social Security. I would consider moving. So, uh, and again, I'm not the most popular guy in the room when I say that. I get it. Um, some of the advice that I want you to take when it comes to, for instance, taking advice from people is take it as a grain of salt, but learn who's good and who's bad. Uh, there's a guy out there who I like enormously named Dan Niles for his thoughts, not his stock picks, but for his thoughts. So when he talks about you know technology, and for instance, he may be talking about Twitter, and he'll say, you know, Twitter, you know, yeah, they've got 300 million users. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of cash that's going to last them a long time. But it's really a difficult product to send out a tweet. And they can't seem to really solve that. And I'll go, ooh, I may have to steal that concept. Or I may have to embed that into my, my thinking. So one of the best areas to come up with ideas is mutual funds. They send out what's called a prospectus, but on top of it, they send out quarterly reports and annual reports. And reading those, like if you get a technology mutual fund from one of the best technology mutual funds in the, in the nation, that annual report is chock full of good stuff. And it may say things like, hey, there's three software companies that we're looking at that they're really embedded into business, and it's tough to gut them. One of them's, for instance, Oracle. And Oracle's so embedded that they have a function are they high-end? No. Will they ever be high-end? Probably not. Should you buy a high-end um, software company to complement the slow-end growth of Oracle? Absolutely. And it's, it helps you think. So um, another area of, of generating thoughts, Barron's. If you pick it up at the newsstand on weekends or subscribe online, whatever's good for you. It's B-A-R-R-O-N-S. Um, every, every Saturday, Sunday when you get it, every weekend, it's a once-a-week mag. Uh, if you read it cover to cover, you'll become a better investor. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, 
Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Times I make investing sound easy, and I'm trying not to make it sound so easy. But to be quite honest with you, I think it's fair to say our government doesn't really have a great retirement plan for most Americans. Social Security is not great. It's okay at best. It'll cover maybe 20% of your current expenses when you retire. So that's not great. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they put off, they put off, they put off. And they're like, well, what am I going to do? Now I'm 30. I'm t- I might as well continue spending and not save because I didn't do it in my 20s. Or are they spending in their 30s? And they're like, I'm not going to do it in my 40s because I didn't do it in my 30s. Um, I don't want to make investing sound super easy. I just want to make it sound robotic and non-emotional. So you need to save 10 to 15% of every paycheck in good economies and bad economies. So sometimes when the market's at all-time high, you're like, woohoo! My portfolio is at an all-time high. Um, don't think of it that way. So you actually want to be buying lo- lower. And that's why you, you rebalance your portfolio in 401ks. In 401ks and 403bs, what you're doing is keeping your, – you're basically selling your outperformance and you're buying your underperformance. With stocks, you want to sell your underperformance and buy your outperformance. So – not the easiest concept to throw out there, but now that it's out there, it's out there, and I feel ultimately pretty good about that. Try to digest it as you may or as you want. Um, I think everyone needs some sort of strategy. I think it's one area that I see most people lacking. So I don't want you to be like, I want to retire at 35. I wanted to retire at 35. That was my goal, and my goal was... When I was 18, I said, I want to retire when I'm 35. I want $1 million. But realistically, you got to update your plan as you go along. $1 million would have paid me $40,000 a year till the day I die. I spend way more than that now. I'm over 35. And I like my lifestyle. Um, so, you know, through my 20s, I didn't get married. I spent a lot. I traveled a lot. Um... Then I got married to a Playboy model in my 30s, and that lasted under a year. But it changed your financial picture because there for a while, it's like, I'm going to be supporting her because you know, she's not going to get a job. Or she, when she did get a job, a guy from Paris tried to hook up with her, and I just wasn't going to put up with crazy. So, um, But as you get older, your plans change. You know, um, When I was 18, I thought I was going to be 35, and I could live on a beach selling oranges. So I met a girl, Christy, who was like, I'd totally do that with you. I'm like, that sounds like, you know, I don't want to be like my dad. I don't want to work till the day I die. And probably now I'll work till the day I die only because I like to stay up late studying and getting on top of this stuff. And some of it's more fun than others. Um, you know, studying things like millennials, We, you invest because you have to because Social Security is not going to be there. Whether you're 20 years old, 30 years old, or 40 years old, it's not going to be enough for you. So, what's your option? Buy gold? Gold's not going to get you far in a worst-case scenario. Gold's going to be a pretty metal. I'd rather you buy a shotgun and a blow-up doll. Um, 
and maybe build a shelter for a worst-case scenario. There's a lot of fun in this. Like, you could study the millennials and how they're liking to travel um, and live in the now. They work for the now. Whereas you look at the millennials or you look at Generation X, and they're very much so trying to keep up with what mom and dad had. And you look at mom and dad who are the baby boomers retiring, you're seeing that some of them are trying to work longer than they need to or longer than they projected. So all very, very different. Um, let's go to a caller. Bill? How are you, Bill? Hey, Rob. I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks. What's up? Um, got a question for you regarding uh, retirement and an inspect, uh, expected inheritance I have coming. I'm going to retire probably within two years. I've got a uh, really well-diversified portfolio that should serve me well in retirement, along with a pension and, and rental property. Just if I if I was to get a, ups, a, a kind of an unexpected windfall, just wanted to see where you would put maybe an extra hundred grand, just looking at income uh, at the current time. As, so as all you're looking for you're looking for about four thousand extra dollars from your hundred thousand. Right. Okay. First and foremost, how old are you? Late fifties. Okay. And how much do you have saved in your diversified portfolio? Um. About two million. Good job. Um, and you can live off roughly eighty thousand dollars plus a little bit of social security plus uh, the income from your homes. What are, what's what are you pulling in rental as far as rental income? And, and also pensions. How much in the uh, rental? Uh, about three thousand. Okay. And how much are those worth? Uh, those homes. Six six hundred. Okay, that's not bad. Um, you're getting a pretty good rate of return. All things considered. Um, hold on, did you say income is three thousand or thirty thousand? Three thousand a month from the rental properties. Okay, so thirty-six thousand. Okay, that's that's more like it. Um, that's going to be like you're really underserving yourself on that. I'd sell the properties, but I would say at this point in time, you're, you're you got good real estate, you got a good portfolio, you got a good mixture of the two. Uh, pension is with who's that from? You've done well, well in employer, life to have a employer pension. Okay. Be another, and is this uh, a, be another three thousand a year, three thousand a month. Is that a government not, pension, not or was that? Sorry, two thousand a month. Is that government pension? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, thanks for the call. So, uh, how he pulled that off to have a government job and be able to still invest and get two million dollars? Fantastic. Um, he's probably lived a little bit thriftier than the average person. I don't know his budget. I don't know all the details, but you could see there that I was asking a lot of questions because, for instance, if he was only pulling in $3,000 a year off $600,000 of homes, he should sell the homes. Um, I don't know what his equity positions in on those are, and, for instance, if they're uh, just brand new and he's paid nothing and he's got nothing in equity, I'd be a little bit cautious on that because then it can become a liability. Um, I would find out if they're in California, if they're in Quake areas or not. Um, a California rental differs like gold and clay. Palo Alto, you're going to have that thing sold out for the next 25 years as far as rental goes. Stockton, not so much. Tracy, not so much. Um, and a rental in an area on the peninsula, for instance, you're going to get a high-quality renter if you're in a good school district. You're going to get someone who wants to be there maybe 20 years have their kids there, and keep them there throughout high school. 
Whereas if, like, for instance, you have an apartment in San Francisco, you may get someone who comes in once a year, stays for a year, parties the hell out of it, and kind of starts damaging your property. Think about the different type of rentals there are. Um, I would want to know a little bit more about his marital situation to make sure that, you know, uh, sometimes you retire and you get a divorce. It's more common than you would think. But if he's got an inheritance coming in, of which, for the record, be careful of that phrase, upcoming inheritance. Um, I have a family member who inherited some money, and then she's got three relatives that she's given it to. So she had inherited from her mother. So the granddaughter's essentially here, or her daughter's now. Um, she said, okay, I'm going to give one of them a big chunk of change to buy a house. Well, that person never bought the house. They took the chunk of change and spent it. The other of the three granddaughters, she's going to get the house that the mother's currently living in. Maybe. The third person has gotten a chunk of change and already spent it all. So that money's all gone. So the inheritance that, say, again, there's three kids... Um, if any of them are expecting anything, you're crazy. These parents may live for another 15 to 20 years, and they've already spent roughly 75% of the original inheritance that is going to become the next level of inheritance. So you got to be kind of careful with that. Now, $100,000, if I were to look for 4% income, uh, it depends on, you know, how if you want to favor, for instance, stocks, and you could look at something like a Verizon, which has a little bit of growth and some nice income, an AT&T, if you're looking for telecommunications, you're looking for pure income. If you believe that oil is oversold, I think Exxon makes a lot of sense. Um, it, again, it depends on what you need. And you may tell me, looking at your diversified portfolio, that it's not really all that diversified. It's a lot of tech. Or there's a lot of tax um, liabilities tied towards it because it's in a regular account versus a qualified retirement account like a 401k or a 403b. So what I would recommend, Bill, is before you retire, sit down with a CFP, do an initial consultation, see two or three groups, consider a financial plan that will cover the next five years of your life. Um, typically, they cost anywhere between $2,000 and $4,000 to develop. Uh, I think they're worth it. But, if you're again, if you're looking for stocks, I wouldn't look for bonds to generate a lot of income for you at this point in time. Rates are too low, and it feels like they're going to stay too low for a while. Um, if you do, go for some high-quality corporates mixed in with some maybe preferred stock, like a Microsoft preferred, and maybe mix that in with something along the lines of like a Cisco, who is old technology, barely growing their revenues, but they're growing their dividend. Maybe mix that in with something like a... Uh, a healthcare um, ETF that generates some uh, income. You've got good options, it sounds like. I just come up with a plan to see it matches what you have and or don't have and could use more of. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 11 love it when two headlines sit right next to each other. And they're almost in direct competition with each other or opposition to each other. Hulu and Netflix are buying more films at the Sundance Film Festival year over year. Throw Amazon in that one as well, right? And then right next to that story is the Comcast profit helped by growth in video and broadband subscribers. Obviously, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon all have wireless media ambitions. And who gets the wire into your home that becomes a wireless stream to your TV? Comcast, cable companies in a large part. So cable giant benefiting from set-top box and customer service revamp. Um, I will say this about Comcast. 20 years ago, I hated their service, despised it. 15 years ago, I probably made some threats that could have landed me in jail at Comcast. 10 years ago, I was just tired dealing with it. Last couple of years, they've gotten better, and that's because they've had to. At one point in time, they were the only ga- game in town, right? Not so much anymore. So I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Uh, the one thing I don't want you to ever be is shy. I want you to figure out who you are financially and not copy people. I think there's probably, what, 40 radio shows, probably 10 TV shows that you can try to figure out, you know, this is the best stock to buy. But the reality is, is media does an awful job of informing you of risks and informing you of what's appropriate for you. Uh I did a radio show called CNET Radio, which was just a blast. It was during the go-go 1990s, early 2000s of the dot-com craze. CNET was tech radio, tech TV. They were tech everything. And I'm, I was a tech analyst, so I was perfect. And as tech was dying, it stank because my job was to get out there and tell you the truth. Like, hey, this company's got upside to, you know, X target in a short period of time because of momentum. But when the momentum breaks, momentum becomes growth, growth becomes growth and income, growth and income becomes income. And you can kind of see that Apple for six years had hyper growth and growth. And in the last two, three years, it's kind of become a growth and income story. Not as much growth, some income. They paid dividend. And now it's an income story where when the market sells off, you can get some appreciation on the upside, but when the market runs, you might want to sell some off and wait for a pullback either to you know normalize levels and or um, what you're comfortable with. So again, hypergrowth becomes growth, growth becomes growth and income, growth and income becomes income. Value becomes you know blended growth and income. Uh, blended becomes growth. And you don't want to build your portfolio on just one of those. Uh, some people are incredibly frugal. And I remember at one point in time hearing you know, Bill Gates, someone said, why aren't you flying first class? And he says, I'm not the queen of England. And that was really, really kind of early on. But it always stuck with me. Um, I get it. So, And he probably owns jets now and flies first class, but you get the idea. 
a lot of people use coupons. And I'm totally fine if you use coupons if, and then this is a big if, if uh, you're only using coupons on things that you buy. So I don't mind going into a grocery store, picking up their things that are on sale, and seeing what's, you know, got a good price. I'm That's frugal. It's smart. You want to live below your means if you want to get successful. Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, he drove around in a 1979 Ford F-150 pickup um, way too long. <laughs> way too long if you get it. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg owns a modest $30,000 Acura TSX, entry-level sedan. Now, with time, that's going to become a Maserati. Maybe, maybe not. You wouldn't doubt that. But it shows you that humility is, is a really good thing. Warren Buffett bought his house that he still lives in in Omaha for $31,500 in 1958. Now, he also bought a house in California, Southern California, probably for a couple million dollars. Um, you get the idea. The wealthy don't spend money on luxury clothing. Um, you know, Zuckerberg is famous for wearing a T-shirt and a hoodie. Um, I work in television, and I don't wear pants. I don't wear bicycle pants. I don't wear shorts. I wear jeans. But in television, I'm just wearing a jacket, shirt, tie, and uh, that's it. So uh, I've learned a long time ago that being charitable helps me keep my focus on why I work hard hours and why I get compensated well. Um, giving away money is just as important in the long run to earning money. Um, keeping it all, you just burn out. You don't see the, the f- fruits of your labor. Um, I value quality over quantity. So I've known people that, you know, they want a $10 toy, $10 toy, $10 toy, $10 toy, $10 toy. I'm like, why didn't you just buy one $100 toy? And it'll actually last you longer. Uh, whether it be a car or a home or Fitbits, things along those lines. Uh, I don't carry any cash. Cash is something that I find uh, I give away too easily. I know you're saying, are you hanging out with a lot of strippers? No! No! Um, but the other day I was at a seminar and, you know, there's people that serve alcoholic drinks. And Chad said, hey, anyone got any cash? I'm like, yeah, let me look. And I had $26. I was like, here you go. And just like that, I'm down 26 bucks. He could have ran to a money machine. But because it was convenient and easy, I coughed it up. Anyhow... We'll see it takes us to break. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.